0: Il est dans le football, il est ce que c'est, il est ce que for goal! And finishes off the pour Dole Et le finish est off, la victoire de PSG Lovendez s'est va vite, Lovendez face devant, Croix d'Arnaud, le tir, oh il est beau celui-là, le but de Nuno Mendes! qu'il Kylian Mbappé, pas fait, la reprise pied gauche, ça s'entend aller, doublé Hello and welcome to PSG Review, also known as the show without any links to the Super Ace uh, and Mendes at the time of recording, even in the future, it seems unlikely, even if that would seemingly give quite a lot of access to the club. Also known as the show, which, unlike Kylian Bappe have no commitment issues to this shirt and I also try to be a little less cryptic with what I'm saying here, uh, or, or let's say more thorough at the very least. Thank you very much for being with us. My name is Nico and you can find and follow me and PSG review online at PSG Helsinki on Twitter as well as on Instagram and email me directly PSG Helsinki at gmail.com. Rate, review, subscribe, like, share but most of all I'm very pleased that you are listening because at the end that is what this is all about as we discuss and do our very best to understand what on earth is happening with our club in red and blue. We are quite used to, by now, how the summers are, and for us, since this one isn't any different, we find ourselves with rumors, delays, and more than anything else, new rumors while waiting that entirely undo the previous ones that seemed so very certain just a brief moment earlier. Mbappes Saka continues, although I must say that there are no particularly major updates for that since the last special episode I recorded the following day from the news breaking that he had sent a letter to the club saying he won't be activating the additional season in his contract. And that season, of course, isn't this season that looms ahead of us in a few months, but it's the one after that. So as we speak, the season to start is his final season and after that he can leave for free if things stay as they are talking to telefoot on tf one the french public broadcaster he said this uh, je me à, à jouer au Paris i only resolve to play for psg next season there are a lot of things that happen in a year even more so at a club like psg so make of that what you will it very much seems that he has an idea of how this will all work and uh, what will happen. And I do understand that he doesn't want to expose his plans entirely. It's to be expected while everything is so much up in the air and there are all sorts of contractual situations with huge amounts of money attached to them. And for the whole week, he has been adamant that he will play in Paris next season, which is all well and good if he can be sold the summer after. As things are now, that's not the case. Next summer, one year from now, he needs to be sold for a lot of money if he wants to go. Otherwise, he needs to be sold this summer. But what, of course, cannot happen, what should not happen is for him to leave for free. There's apparently some documentary in the production as well about him or is about to be. So it might be that he's also bound by those arrangements. Not that I know the specifics, of course. It is possible. But what to me seems certain is that... All this has been a bit of a communication catastrophe by him and his people. His presence in Paris this coming season should be tied into some kind of extension and activating the last year, the optional uh, additional year, seemed like the easiest way to do it because if he wants a new contract, then what would that contract even be like? More money or more rights and freedoms? perhaps, and there's, of course, more money released from the pricey contracts that are no longer existing in our books, but surely the best way to spend it is not to give it to the already best player with some commitment issues. And I don't even say this in any kind of disparaging way because he has been very patient with us, and of course he has been well paid at the time, but uh, we all know his ambitions as a football player, as an athlete, the athlete's career is 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 finite. It doesn't last forever and uh, and and even at the best, you know, maybe he will have fifteen years, maybe he will have, you know, if he goes as long as Lutton he might have closer to twenty, but that is already stretching it a, a little bit. and 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 he has seen how the club has been operating. So I don't entirely blame him. If he wants to go, And that should also be a sign for the club that there needs to be more mindful football strategy led by people who are football experts. But the issue, of course, remains that with all that the club is paying him, if he wants to continue for one more season, he needs to do so in a way that will be amicable and that very much involves, in my book, certainly ensuring that the club can get the transfer fee when he goes. That would provide some future proof for the project as well. And, and how to make sure that if he extends, the club won't refuse to sell him one year from now. Well, if there's too many trust issues for some sort of gentleman's agreement, so to speak, and if the best lawyers in the world can't find a way to draw a legally binding document in the absence of the release clauses in France, of course, perhaps they just need to give some sort of incriminating snaps of Nasser for him to leak in the event of the sales refusal. I don't know. It's, it's all a bit silly anyway. But at the same time, it's very serious for both parties the player and the club but like said i did a whole episode about it last Tuesday and it hasn't aged badly at all so go and have a listen to that if you already haven't i'm discussing the matter more there <laughs> but like Kylian himself has already said earlier this year this is not Kylian saint this is Paris saint and of course we have many other pressing matters and somehow naively i thought that the recruitment for a new coach wouldn't have to be as difficult as it was last summer when uh, Pochettino was struggling to find a suitable uh, severance package from the club. Uh, This summer, all signs were pointing at Nagelsmann, but in the end, that deal fell by the wayside. That has been reported. Perhaps with time, we will learn why, if it even is that important, why it didn't happen, if and indeed as it didn't happen. Then it was said to be Motta who was the front runner. Motta, of course, is not only our former player, of course, as was Pochettino, but Motta has also been our youth coach, and he speaks French, Portuguese, Spanish, and Italian—at least those languages that I know—and he has done well for himself in Italy, but of course with very different types of teams, locker rooms, and more than anything else, club organizations. Now. All the talk is about Luis Enrique, a former top player also, of course, but his coaching credentials are AS Roma, Celta Vigo, Barcelona, with whom he won the Champions League, among the... Other trophies, also a certain remontada match, and then he went to coach the Spanish national team, La Roja, and he stepped down after the last World Cup when the not very inspiring Spanish team was knocked out in the round of sixteen. It has a familiar ring to it, round of sixteen exit, uh, against very inspiring Morocco, of course, who won and we remember the Hakimi penalty in the end and celebration afterwards. Enrique is known to play with back four, which of course would change things somewhat in our defense. Uh, The latest news is that this will be a done deal soon. At the time of recording, it isn't, so I'm not fully confirming it now. But at the time when you hear this, you might know more, which, by the way, is very much the experience through the summer. This is the third episode I'm recording this week because things move fast. I'm not over the moon by this prospect of uh, Luis Enrique. Far from it, and while I was hoping for Tiago to come to Paris after a few more seasons and perhaps some experience with bigger clubs in Italy or elsewhere, uh, but I would rather have him even now. Perhaps my reasons are more sentimental, I don't know if they entirely are, but I personally would lean towards his general direction But it seems that uh, it won't make much of a difference, what I think. Who who would have ever guessed that? And of course, we haven't even officially announced the exit of Galtier yet, so uh, this week ahead of us might be quite a busy one, and it's important to get these things done because the transfer window is open, and as the new financial year starts, the 1st of July, we start expecting some announcements, and then we aren't that far from the beginning of the preseason, so there isn't really any time to waste. Whoever will make the choice in the club organization needs to make the choice now, and then we as club supporters, and hopefully even the club structure itself can analyze that was it the right person who made the call because these decisions tend to go quite high up in Qatar, as, as high as you can get really, and is that the best way to run a football club with ambition? It's a way, but uh, most likely not quite in the top 10 of the best ways to do it. The player rumors are also coming thick and fast, but uh, like I said, the new financial year starts in July and it's an accounting question for which year, which costs are recorded. So soon enough, there could be some certainty. The good news is that as I record, Milan Skriniar played yesterday a full international match in the Euro 2024 qualifiers with Slovakia against Iceland. I'm not proud of my ignorance here, but why did I think it was Slovenia where he was from? One of the slows as Conor Roy would have said, but my lack of knowledge on the post-Cold War European states and their national teams aside, that's an amazing news for us because what we don't need anymore are injured centre-backs. So Good news there, and I'm not getting too involved in the speculations of the names that are thrown in, but are obviously very uncertain. These are names like Ari Kane, Victor Osiman, Randall Colomani or even Luca Hernandez, which may or may not happen later, but some leads are strong and reportedly only lacking that announcement. Kang In Lee seems to be joining us from Mallorca. He's a South Korean midfielder, very dexterous with his feet, a solid ball control, and accurate passing game. I'm I won't pretend that I know him too well, but I have been enjoying his skill compilations for a couple of days and looks Verratti-like in his movement and at the age of 22, he still has a lot in front of him. Very difficult to say what kind of role in the rotation is planned for him. He isn't very tall, which of course is something that hardly ever happens in our midfield, setting aside Fabian Ruiz. Lee is 173 centimeters or so 5 feet, 8 inches or thereabouts for those whom that makes more sense. Uh, I, mean, I speak in centimeters myself, but looking at where this show is listened to, it's good to be inclusive. Manuel Ugarta, by the way, is 182 centimeters or so five nine, so hardly a giant, but compared to Vitinia and Verratti, certainly more of a presence physically speaking. Not that it's all about size, far from it, but it gives you a little bit more in the aerial duels at least. How well Lee or indeed Ugarte fit in and what their actual level is, we will see. But it's noteworthy that many league on midfields are very powerful and tall. I won't analyze these players further because it all remains to be seen. The proof shall be in the pudding, as they say. Here's a curious detail and this was reported on Twitter by data scout account. Uh, South Korea is a conscription country so they have compulsory military service which takes 18 months uh, to go through and uh, needs to be taken care of before the person is 28 years old. There's only one way around it, but it's not very easy as the player could get a sort of golden ticket uh, release if they win a gold medal in Olympics, Asian Games or Asian Cup. So he might have an extra motivation for those, but those Asian competitions are during the season as well, just so that things wouldn't be too simple. If you get that golden ticket, it's not entirely, you know, releasing you from the national duty, but uh, it it will make it more of a, a symbolic one. Well, a, a little taller midfielder is Shane who is an Italian player. He's 190 centimeters or six feet and two inches, and he has been playing for Benfica. He's born in 2004, so still under 20 years old. His dad uh, is Senegalese, so I'm not sure if he speaks French or how well, but that always tends to help a little bit with the climatization. Look, I have seen very little of him. I won't pretend to be an expert when it comes to to his level or or, or even what kind of player he is. Even the compilations where he was playing, it was more of the youth level, the UEFA Youth Cup and all those types of things. But apparently, there's also been some interest from England. And I guess this is someone that Compass rates highly, as his name has been mentioned before during the previous windows as well. Of course, there are and certainly will be more names, but these are at the moment sort of solid leads. And as a side note, it seems that we have ended up in a little bit of an entanglement with the player agent, Jorge Mendes, as I was insinuating in the beginning of this show. He's a prolific manager in his own right, notably the agent of Cristiano Ronaldo. But it seems that as a close and trusted person to his fellow countryman, Campos. Mendes has his hands in almost all of these deals, and he also has many of our other players in his books and not just the Portuguese ones. His player catalog is extensive, of course, but still not quite sure what to think about it all. Are we sure we are getting the players that we need? And also, what happened to this idea of bringing French talent in with some Ligue 1 experience and at least some sort of emotional connection to French football? If Mbappe um, should leave, which may or may not happen, who knows, I don't really know, and no one does, we might even have no players in the French national team, which would be both a pity but also quite bizarre as we're the biggest club in France, no matter what anyone says. These things happen, football is a America business and there's a lot of money to be made, so it's not always the best people who rise on top, certainly not in terms of those people who work on the background. And that's not a direct criticism to anyone in specific. I don't know these people, but it seems like it's not a great criteria for recruitment, who, who the agent is. I mean, you need to be able to negotiate and goodwill goes a long way, but we can't quite limit us to one catalog only. Menz, by the way, has been named Best Agent of the Year at the Club Soccer Awards 10 times from 2010 to 2020, so he knows what he's doing. My only hope is that so do we. That's that, there's no doubt that the next couple of days, next week and even the weeks will be very busy and full of excitement, hopefully not too much frustration, hopefully no despair, but some answers instead and we keep our ears and eyes on all this. My name is Mikko, this is PSG Review and until we speak again, take care of yourself, drink enough water and peace.